0: Welcome, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and we're having a dandy old time here on the show. I want to welcome all of you to the show. I am being joined by my main man for the time I'm on air, Mr. Benny Mathers.
1: Hola, compadres.
0: Hola, Mr. (laughs) Bobblehead.
1: No, not yet. We're looking into him.
0: I'm, I think I, be I'm Ms. Bobblehead. You're Mr. Bobblehead. I will
1: work with that. Isn't
0: that funny? We could actually have them up there when we're, you know, in front of the camera until yeah. we get like a new camera.
1: I'm totally down. Mm-hmm. Or if we have an encore show, it'd be nice to have them just kind of have you little know, bobbleheads up there. Back and forth, Don't and you I think? Just, you know, the producer or the on-air engineer here could just like, be, you, know, you exactly, know, hitting them, saying we're still alive over here.
0: I know. And I, uh, you know, I was telling Valerie that you, we were talking about the bobbleheads yesterday, right? Yep. And then on that show, Shark Tank. The guy that actually created the custom bobbleheads was on there trying to get money because he wanted to sell the bobbleheads in, in malls, retail in malls. That hasn't happened already? Uh, no. And actually, the Shark Tank people basically said to him, no, bad idea. Don't do it.
1: I wonder why it's a bad idea. You mean personalized? He, yeah, he
0: was already—he's already very, very successful in the genre he's at, and you know they said, "Why do you want to go to a mall?" Anyway, the story is—he's a happy man. He has go. created the Bob Custom Bobblehead Dolls. What makes you happy? What is the definition of happy? We're going to talk about happiness today because we've got somebody joining the show that knows quite a bit about happiness. Uh, we've got, yes, A Course in Happiness with author Dr. Marty Horowitz joining us here today. And we're going to talk about happy, happy is what happy does, or not, <laughs> I guess. Because happiness is something that so many people search for throughout their lives. And as, you know, many of us say, very few of us find or at least we think that's the case. Well, Dr. Marty is joining us here today to talk to us about it. He is a professor of psychiatry at U.S. Uh, uh, USS, UCSF and director of the Center on Stress and Personality. And so he's joining us here today, written over 17 professional books, 280 scientific articles in the field of psychology, psychiatry, psychoanalysis. He has provided forensic, forensic consultations in the fields of PT stress personality and happiness is something he knows a bunch about we're going to talk about the ways that you can be happy we're going to talk about what the myth is around happiness and external environments and the three common obstacles to happiness dr marty thank you so much for joining us to today welcome to the dr pat show thank you you're the happy guy aren't you
2: I don't go by that title here at the University of California.
0: I don't think you do. I wonder if anybody has even dared to call you Doctor Happiness. Um You're and the first. I must be the first. Well you you can imagine what they call me on the show. <laughs> A course in happiness. I mean there's so many things for us to cover. Um do you feel right now that there is this cloud cover of sadness amongst us, from a at least from a, a you know from our perspective, a national perspective, or do you think that that is just a myth?
2: I don't think it's a myth, but I don't think it's a recent um, dark cloud. Mm. If you if you remember uh, Thorstein Veblen's uh, uh, theory of the leisure class. That, talked about how unhappy even rich people were. Mm. And uh, when uh, Thoreau went to Walden Pond and wrote, he went there to get away from what he called the lives of quiet desperation that people in Massachusetts were experiencing. And that was, you know, over a century ago. So I think all in all, things have improved, especially um, for people in the developed countries. Um, but right now, of course, we're in an economic recession, and that's increasing sorrow and fear for many people.
0: Mm. What is your definition of happiness?
2: Happiness has been very hard for people to define for 3,000 uh, years of recorded history. So I think the uh, our our founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence put it right when they inserted a carrot and added the words pursuit of happiness. We're entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm. We're not entitled to be happy all the time.
0: Wow, that's pretty telling, don't you think? Yes. Do you you believe that that's true?
2: I believe that the important thing in mastering stress and sorrows and some grim external realities, the important thing is to have the hope of getting back on the path of pursuing of what can lead to lasting contentment.
0: You know, can I ask you, Dr. Marty? and for those of you just tuning in, I'm so honored to have Dr. Marty Horowitz joining us here today. You know, he is, of course, as I've said, professor of psychiatry at UCSF and joining us here today to talk about you know, what he's been able to write about. And what I'm referring to is, of course, in happiness. We actually have copies of this to give away to you all. Um, you know, in the journey, in, the, in this pursuit of happiness, where does hope factor in?
2: Well, I think hope is the first thing to restore. And um, when people have given up or given in to despair, The restoration of hope often takes a certain amount of courage and stamina and confrontation with uh, what their goals were and how they can reframe their goals. So that some people um, enter, especially young adulthood, the 20s, with um, ideals and expectations that are a little too dreamy for Uh reality. Mm -hmm. And then when reality doesn't match up to uh, their expectations, they can enter a kind of uh, a, a pit of uh, self-pity and giving up. And restoring hope is a matter of um, helping them out of that pit. And part of that is to uh, uh, confront them and help them confront themselves with a, with a um, kind of a verbal statement of what their goals were in the first place and what are they now mm. or realistic.
0: Does a course in happiness guide us to that place where we can figure out how to how to become happy and then also stay happy? I mean, it sounds to me, and 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 based on you know what I've been able to absorb, that you know there are ways to not only become happy but make sure we stay happy. Is you know is that something that you talk about a lot? A lot. Mm.
2: And my motive for writing the book was in part to get my children to read it. My children Uh. are are adults. Yes. Have their own children. <laughs> yes. But I'm still uh, uh, trying to help them uh, solve problems.
0: What are the What are the obstacles to happiness? So, what have you come across in all of the 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 years that you've been in conversation about this topic? What have you fa- found that comes kind of bubbling to the top in terms of challenges?
2: Well, very often people are meeting uh, challenges in their life without the zest and boldness and problem solving that they might bring to, say, the task of solving the New York Times crossword puzzle.
1: Oh.
2: And mm. so uh, their uh, challenges are stimulating and exciting if they are in the right framework. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we get bored and restless. Okay. Or else, on the other side, we get overwhelmed and can't cope.
0: And we give up. And we give up. Uh-huh.
2: And so, um, well, I remember a time when, uh, before I went into um, medical school fully, I was an art student and I was trying to do a a, a portrait, a very complex model. And I kind of gave up and smushed the paint all around, and the art teacher came over and said, what are you doing? And I said, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Mm. And he said, look, look at that head. He said, imagine it like a loaf of bread. Now just do it one slice at a time. That advice kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And so part of the problem part of the obstacles is to see things like a gigantic storm or tsunami that's washing over us, and that's how it feels like when it's a traumatic event. But even after a traumatic event, when we have uh, the recorded memory of that, uh, we have to break down that storm into kind of manageable clouds and pieces of lightning and deal with it one one slice at a time. And so the reason I called A Course in Happiness a course is that it's full of lesson plans and teaching points, as well as stories of how people have cope with the uh, stress. So I think it's different from uh, uh, the excellent self-help, positive psychology mm-hmm. books with the t- word "title" uh, happiness in it, mm-hmm. in that it deals with the difficult things.
0: Right. It, it, from what uh, from what, you know, the question I ask you, uh, it's about obstacles and challenges because, you know, I, I mean, it's almost as if, if we had a happiness barometer, so to speak. If you're on the upper level of happy, it sometimes is easier to get from that point to the next notch, so to speak. But when you're really facing some stuff or crust or whatever, you know, I call it, you, you, those challenges in our lives, how do you go from from the pit of that to that state of happiness. And actually, Dr. Marnie, you know, our society, I don't believe, and is the possibility that we can even do that.
2: Well, our society is organized around work.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: So if you take the workplace yeah. and someone has had, let's say, uh, the sudden unexpected death, of uh, their domestic partner or mm-hmm. a beloved figure on, on whom they were mm-hmm. uh, dependent for closeness, yep. Yep. and they come into work um, after a day or two off, and uh, they break into tears, their, their companions at work uh, are usually very, very decent and come over and extend sympathy and compassion, mm-hmm. and, and they're allowed uh, some slack. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> then after about two or three weeks, they're expected to be performing like they were before the dire event. Yeah. And that's totally unrealistic as to how the mind works.
0: Right, but that is totally what we are breeding here uh, in in the culture, especially this work culture right now. We have so much to talk about with Dr. Marty. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the myths. We're going to be talking about what some of the things we could learn. The ten ways to be happy. The ten ways to happiness. Wow, something all of us really strive for. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
4: So how many times have you said, I need to quit smoking? How many times have you tried to quit smoking only to fail? How many times a day are you smoking and wishing you weren't? This is Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis, where we help you to become smoke-free for life. Take on the habits of a non-smoker, not an ex-smoker. Our clients tell us they simply lose the desire for the cigarette. Become stress-free and relaxed. Lose or maintain weight at the same time. And effortlessly take back control. Andy Castle quit his 15 year smoking habit and has been smoke free for over a year. Jane Penrod quit smoking after smoking three packs a day for 50 years. Yes, it works. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888 311 7157 to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888 311 7157.
5: do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistic Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com.
6: How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA.
5: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com.
0: welcome back everyone welcome back to the dr pat show for more information about us and make sure that you're signing up for the holistic makeover go to the drpatshow.com website or go to drpatlive.com drpatlive.com website it takes you all takes you all roads lead to home uh, i am so thrilled that dr marty uh, horowitz took time out from his day to talk with us You know, the book that he has written is truly, as we discussed earlier, very different than a lot of the books you're going to find on the self-help shelf for a lot of reasons. And let me read the whole title so you get a sense of what I'm talking about. The book is called A Course in Happiness, Mastering the Three Levels of Self-Understanding That Lead to True and Lasting Contentment. That's what this book is about. That's how it is different from a lot of books out there because it's more than a guide. You're going to get some great stories, of course, but what you're going to get is you're going to get a blueprint. And this is my language, and I'll ask Dr. Marnie about it. You're going to get a blueprint about how you can create changes in your life change who you know your behavior so that you're on that journey that pursuit of happiness that actually gets you there uh dr marty thank you so much for joining us here today can we take a minute and give out the website so that people can find out more about the book and, and let them know how they can get a copy
2: well the book's published by <clears throat> penguin <clears throat> and if you go to penguin.com they uh they have a, um, a long video interview of the publisher and I, I think, in the torture section. And, um, of course, the book's available in your local bookstores, which is uh, my, my preferred recommendation. Just we want to keep those local bookstores in business. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble provide it pretty easily. And, um, and I have a website, martyhorowitz.com, but that's... Pretty much has all my professional books
0: on it. Yeah, those books are honestly those books are very cool too. As a matter of fact, I've asked Bobby to bring you back so I could talk about c- cognitive psychodynamics um, uh, and you know much more. Let's talk about what you've discovered and not only discovered, but how brilliantly you've laid this out in the book. Ten ways to happiness. Wow! Do you mean I could actually follow these and what? And someday. Put that smile on my face, Doctor Marty.
2: <laughs> well, let me <clears throat> let me say where I put those. <clears throat> it's a little surprising, perhaps, because while um, uh, most uh, self-help books on uh, directing people towards happiness yep. would would have chapters on each of these ten things,
1: mm-hmm. that's right. And they'd be
2: pretty much the same ten things because they are derived from two decades of research on what people say and surveys uh, do make them feel more contented or satisfied and so they're not uh, they're not original to me at all they're 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 kind of folk wisdom as well as scientifically documented by survey uh, wisdom um, so I put them at the end of the book as a way of reviewing the book and so while I list the 10 things which i'll which i'll trot out okay uh, with each one I'm reviewing the obstacles to it that, that would be too long-winded to, to, to say, but I'll just say what the ten activities are. It's almost like a top ten list of right. David Letterman types.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's what I got from
2: it. And I, so I start with number ten, in a sense, uh, which is savor pleasurable sensations and satisfy your appetite. Mm. Of course, the obstacle to that is a moral dilemma, sometimes your appetites lead you into moral transgression
0: yes exactly you
2: have to sort out that's why one of the things you have to self-master is improving your integrity
0: Mm. and and, you know can i ask you if within this particular uh point we're talking about establishing healthy boundaries as well does that fit in here
2: oh absolutely that's why um i i constantly repeat a kind of memory device in the book of. Integration, intimacy, and integrity. Okay. Because integration is is harmonizing parts of yourself, and so the early chapters are on that, lessons and so forth. And then intimacy is what you're ready for when you have a certain amount of self-mastery so you're not becoming overly dependent or overly controlling of another person. Mm. And and so the balance between your self-serving aims and your intimacy uh, needs and desires, uh, is served by an integrity that is maintaining continuously over time some sh- shared values that a parent and child can share, or a husband and wife, or a husband and husband, or wife and wife, or what- whatever,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: that it's those shared values that, that develop the long-range relationship that everyone wants, and many people feel very, very lonely because they don't truly have. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, so, okay, so this is really, I love the list that you put together, and I love that they're associated with obstacles and challenges, because I think people relate to those.
2: Yeah. I, I think especially, uh, as you and I talked before, Yeah. Um, that uh, people relate to, in a way, the stories in the book, which are, some of them, my life history, yes. um, and uh, other people I've Helped in psychotherapy or analysis or supervise their growth, and um, and then the second reading is to slow down and and do the lesson. And so these ten things at the end are uh, uh, are a review process. And then there's an appendix reviewing the whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. going uh, the principle that another professor told me early on, which is. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them you told them.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so what uh, is number nine?
2: Number nine is enjoying group membership.
0: Oh, that's got to be like the scariest thing in the world if you're at a place. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like if you're at that unhappy place.
2: Right, because then you have a kind of social phobia and you don't want to go into
0: it. No, my gosh, everybody's going to know you're miserable.
2: (laughs) So uh, you got the obstacles right there and um but um the the point of enjoying such things is enjoying them if they're just good enough that is most of us want uh like they depict on television programs like brothers and sisters you know the big family dinner where everyone really comes together and loves each other well it's kind of november december coming up thanksgiving christmas hanukkah and so forth and um the family gatherings hopefully are good enough they may not be the great expectation yeah so um i that's what i mean getting things kind of in range
0: yep yep exactly was, was enough yeah exactly i mean i don't think i hear you saying and nor did i did i see this in the book i don't think you're saying oh stretch yourself be, way beyond your comfort zone right i mean uh- i mean i would never do it again i mean yeah
2: yeah, so it's like kind of like let's say a, a person's living all alone in an apartment, too much time on their hands, watching TV that they're not enjoying. Um, then this uh, this number nine is drag yourself out and go to a coffee shop. Uh, better better not to go to a bar. <laughs> Because alcohol and cigarettes and so forth are damaging.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of, you know, bringing in the Patsy Cline of the moment, Patsy Cline song of the moment. Right.
2: So it's kind of like just get yourself in a park or um, even a movie theater and there's other people. Oh, right. Enjoy the fact that you're there with other people. Good idea. You don't have to talk with them.
0: Good, good idea. I was just going to ask you that because, you know, see, we don't even think of those interim steps. You know, when we think of enjoying group memberships, I think we call upon our past of what that was like and having to be active in a group. But what I hear you saying is just get yourself out amongst people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and movie is great because you're kind of like there and you're really not talking to anybody. <laughs> yeah,
2: but you may laugh when other people laugh and you're sharing that. Yeah,
0: exactly. There's, there's a shared moment of A, you're watching the same movie. Uh, and, you know, B, you're out in public with other people. Okay. Excellent idea. What do we have for number eight?
2: Uh, that is embracing diversity. Mm, that's now, an interesting point. Diversity is being repelled by it. Okay. So that leads to all kinds of prejudices. Yes. Uh, so their tribe doesn't dress like our tribe. Their culture doesn't celebrate like our culture. They don't talk and gesture the way we talk and gesture. Um, and um, But if you do that with a kind of affectionate regard, like, well, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And that re- even relates to some properties of one's own mind, and I use it to review that a little bit, which is, <clears throat> if you allow yourself... Um, to do some of the early lessons in the book, to get into calm and solitary states of mind, or perhaps writing in a journal. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the next point.
2: Uh, then, um, which is, yeah, that's allowing time for peace, quiet, and solitude. Mm. And, <clears throat> of course, the obstacle to that is you feel too lonely.
0: Not only do you feel too lonely, but your, your, your mind makes you like a crazy person.
2: Right. So you have to. That's why I have this at the end of the book. Yeah, good
0: idea. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: that inner cacophony and dialogue of too many voices, like a committee with no chairman, Mm. that's what happens when people relax and, and see quiet. Then they have all kinds of unfinished. That's why people go away from their homes often. They don't want to look at the unfinished chores.
0: Oh, you're so, so right about that. I walked into a friend of mine's house about uh, four months or so ago, and I walked in and the TV was just like absolutely blasting. And I said to him, I said, hey, hey blah 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 what what are you doing what are you up to because you know and and he said to me oh i'm meditating and i'm like wow really with the tv on he said oh yeah that's the only way i can actually calm my mind we'll talk about that and much more with dr marty when we come back we've still got some ways to share with you ways to happiness we'll be right back with the dr pad show
3: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
7: Do you like where your health and looks are headed? Or are you ready for a total transformation Your dollars and days off have never been more precious, so why waste them on anything other than lasting, real rejuvenation? Sure, there are expensive spa vacations, and then there's total transformation. Join best-selling author Kat James in a gorgeous mountain setting where you learn the very food and self-care principles that transformed her beyond recognition without self-deprivation. Break free from the food and beauty self-sabotage and spend five days with the woman self-magazine calls a master of self-transformation. You will even celebrate the new you with a world-class makeover and photo shoot. Want a Total Transformation but can't afford to get away? A 10-Cats teleprogram from your home via computer or phone. Make 2009 your year for Total Transformation. Call us at 877-54-TOTAL or visit us at TotalTransformation.com.
6: Check out her website at margaretmacelroy.com. That's margaret, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y, dot com.
5: Did you know Greek yogurt is a much better source of calcium than milk is? One cup of yogurt contains 450 milligrams of calcium versus only 300 milligrams for the same amount of milk. Not only that, but the probiotic bacteria present in yogurt provides an ideal environment for calcium Eat three servings of yogurt a day to help build and retain strong bones. For more information, visit GreekYogurt.com and Analuke.com.
0: back, everybody. Welcome back. 10 Ways to Happiness. We're going down the list. We got the top 10. Coming in at 10, Seek Safe and Satisfying Sensations. Coming in at number 9, Enjoy Group Memberships. Number 8, maintain an attitude to embrace diversity number seven seek calm solitude and we're going to be coming in here and talking to you about number six in a minute with dr marty horowitz the author of a course in happiness uh dr marty thank you for joining us here today uh you know let's talk about what the next way is to happiness
2: well, I have that as enjoying your own achievements or, mm-hmm. or power and work or your competence. Yes. Caretaking or creative.
0: Yes, yes. Wow. I think this is a toughie. And I think it's a toughie when you're really at the top of your game, so to speak, and you got that happy smile on your face. But when you're sort of down a court and, you know, the dark night has visited you just recently. Wow. How do we get to think about ourselves and appreciate our achievements?
2: Well, um, of course, I have lived my professional life in the capsule of a university.
1: Yes, right. And
2: uh, our particular university is a health sciences campus, so a a big part of that capsule is the medical school. Mm. And um, the medical school is kind of almost like a military situation, Mm -hmm. it's not a true democracy. Uh, there's a, a real uh, status hierarchy. You see oh, that yeah. that on medical TV shows. Yep. And <clears throat> so people are always um, uh, not spending enough time enjoying what they do competently. They are expecting uh, to reach a higher pinnacle or plateau. Mm.
0: So it's all about results.
2: And so it's all about results and expectations, and they're, they're, they're much too concerned... With uh, the idea that other people are watching them constantly. Mm. They're really watching themselves constantly, but other people aren't.
0: I so know what you're talking about, and you know, from that perspective, I really do. Um, you know, there was a point after I finished my doctorate uh, that. Um, I thought I would teach and I, you know, I was at that place where I was being encouraged to put my dissertation up for an award and then do postdoctoral research. Of course, I've done both of those. Uh, but there was an energy around, you know, it's not enough just to do that, you, to present the paper. Did you win any awards? And both the dissertation and my post- postdoctoral did win paper awards. But what I came to realize was that, wow. This was just six months of this. Do I want to spend the rest of my life at that level? I can only imagine what that's like, you know, looking at your world and how every moment of interaction, perhaps people are looking through the lens of, you know, have you published anything lately there, Dr. Marty?
2: <laughs> right. Right. What have you done for us lately?
0: Whoa. I bet you learned all about happiness with that experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Um, I couldn't do it. It really didn't suit me. It, I mean, it, doesn't it suit didn't everybody. suit me. Yeah. I, I loved doing the research. I loved that it was easy for me to do it and it was easy for me to write about it. Um, but boy, I didn't like the pressure. I didn't well, really want to be, I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Not because you want me to, win something for you?
2: Well, I I think of it as a three-legged stool. Okay. Meaning you need to have at least three legs. If it had four, five, six, or seven, even better. Right. But one or two isn't enough. And so uh, being on the track to uh, win the Nobel Prize Mm. is a one-legged stool. Very nice if you do it. But Mm. still, that's not necessarily going to bring you happiness. And we have some of those here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. The second leg of the stool is being of service. Yeah. And so um, if you think you're going to save every life mm-hmm. in surgery, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but still, it's it's a real issue. Then the third is teaching. And periodically, I, I um, well, I, of course, um, I spend a lot of time with psychiatric residents.
1: Yes. And mm-hmm. psychology fellows. Yeah.
2: And they spend medical students mm. uh, I spend time with medical students but they spend much more time and um, when they're feeling a little like this, this is such an uphill just a fussy and climb to learn how to do psychotherapy for example yeah and I don't think I've really learned anything and I've been here for three years or I only have one more year to go I say teach the medical students and check on what they know <laughs> you'll know how far up the hill you came
0: <laughs> good approach and you know that now leads to uh we're we're kind of zooming in here on number 5 uh which is appreciate the achievements of others and it's kind of interesting the order that you have for these um you know it's so much easier sometimes i think to appreciate uh the achievements of others what is the obstacle associated with this one
2: it's envy and jealousy oh
0: there you go bam <laughs> Kind of the same environment we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this shows up in a lot of different places in our lives. Uh, I was talking with someone the other day, and since you're talking about the work environment, I would imagine that there are levels of competition. And is there such a thing as healthy competition? And how do you know when you kind of crossed over to the dark side? (laughs)
2: It's so important that uh, I use a word that I didn't coin, I'm not sure who coined it, called cooptition.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Cooperation and competition. Yes. That's pretty much how it works here in the medical school. Mm. Uh, For example, uh, we never have enough space for anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's often competition for space. Mm Mm-hmm. And if someone had a large research project and got a little smaller or didn't get funded, uh, then someone wants to take the space. Mm-hmm. Not, not their office, but their research space. Yeah, I get it. And so th- th- that was always going on. Well, it was particularly acute, and I was sort of delaying my sabbatical um, opportunity to go to a really great place, the Center for Advanced Study at Stanford, mm-hmm. and where they, they treat you, you know, it's, it's nirvana for a year. For scholars. Yes. and um, uh, But if I left, uh, even though it would only be uh, 50 miles away, then uh, what would happen in the great space wars?
0: Yeah, out of sight, out of mind.
2: Right. So I figured, totally. okay, I, I need to do this work and I'll leave my assistant professor in charge <laughs> and, uh, and hope for the best. And so we'll take us some quacks. Mm-hmm. And, um, during the year I was gone, my colleague said, we can't discuss with the space. He's on sabbatical. We'll get him when he comes back. But so for a year there was uh, like a detente and there was still space wars but I, I was sacred.
0: Exactly.
2: And then I came back and we had at it again. Yeah. You had, you by cooperation and competition. Exactly.
0: You were in the neutral zone for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, what do they call it? You got to buy, I, right. so to speak. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, and uh, honestly, I really think that the place to go is appreciating the achievement of others. You know, for a lot of reasons, it's important to do that. It really does pull each of us out of that little space, I call it. You know, my little space. Right. It's like my mini me space that I get in where I think, um, you know, my world is so small that there aren't even other people to appreciate. And it really does pull one out. If we could just appreciate one other person, you know what I mean?
2: Yes. And also appreciating the achievements of others in a kind of Zen-like way puts you in the present moment.
0: Yes, it does, doesn't it? It does. Okay, so now I'm, boy, I'm zooming in. I'm mastering all of these, and some of these are getting a little bit more difficult as we kind of roll down the list. As we get to number four, uh, increase your mastery of activities. This is the one, when I when I looked at this one, I needed some help from you to, to talk a little bit more about that.
2: Well, this may be slightly gender different.
0: Okay, th- there we go.
2: Uh. And so, from a um, kind of testosterone point of view all right the um, um, there's a a uh, excitement and pleasure and arousal from coping with threats okay and so and people seek this out uh, I sail here on San Francisco Bay it's mm-hmm. off thirty five mile an hour wind yep and um uh, and people ski up there yep uh and um
0: and I skydive
2: and skydive or bungee cord. Yep. So uh, and you do it because um, it's exciting, and you you learn the competence to experience the uh, the thrill without it being really dangerous.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: It's not that it's not dangerous. It is dangerous. Right. But it's not it's not terribly dangerous, and there's a difference between playing Russian roulette. Right. And, uh, and skydiving. A
0: friend of mine says that, you know, the kinds of things we're talking about is called calculated danger. Right. And I, I thought that was an interesting term. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
2: that, that, this is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it is what a lot of people do. And if they, uh, if they are not reckless and they calculate the odds correctly and they kind of fake out their lower brain with their higher brain, knowing that, for example, sailing... Your keel is going to keep you upright, even though you feel like you're tipping over. Yeah. Um, the, um, uh, then you can enjoy it.
0: And I think this is di- going to be different for different people. Um, you know, we'll talk about this when we come back from break, but I think that, you know, for some people, there is a level of fear to overcome in day to day activities. And let me just give you an example and we can talk about this when we come back. For some people, standing up in front of a room. Uh, and making a presentation has that same kind of feeling.
2: Right. At or some joining level. a uh, play performance. Of, oh,
0: exactly. Or singing on air. We had the Arium sisters in here yesterday and they were singing right from the studio. Uh, and you could see how comfortable they were. Now, if that were Benny and me, and maybe you, Dr. Marty, we may be like talking about a whole different thing. When we come back, we're going to reveal three, two, and one. Of 10 ways to happiness. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho, my very special guest, uh, Dr. Marnie Horowitz, a course in happiness. We'll be right back.
3: Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets, where true wellness begins. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog digestive problems weight gain or anxiety you may be dealing with unmanaged stress the stress detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out learn to manage your stress and you can stop illness in its tracks call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit
6: stressdetective.net PerfGo green Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over eight hundred years or more. Perf Go Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to PerfGo Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, Officemax, and other local stores. Visit perfgogreen.com. That's P E R F Gogreen.com.
5: Now is the time for you to create the life you want to live. Tap into unlimited possibilities and be the masterpiece you're meant to be. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, your personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series. Step into your full greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. With the eye of an artist, the heart of a poet, and the brilliance of a scientist, I'll show you how to dig up the road, pave the road, walk the road, and be the road to your full greatness. I'll tell you what the secret didn't tell you, which myths hold you back, and what hidden talents and skills you need to thrive in these challenging times. I'll help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to get to where you really want to be, and I'm here to help you get there. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness on The Dr. Pat Show, and go to MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Hi, I'm Teresa Gertz, and I was a winner of Dr. Pat's Makeover 2009. While a part of me set aside expectations of winning, another part of me started to act as if I'd already won by taking steps on my own in the areas of my life that I wanted to change. This was the most important piece for me. I continue to benefit from the makeover, and I'm oh so grateful to be back on track and paying it forward to my community. Visit drpatsmakeover.com for information and entry form. That's drpatsmakeover.com.
0: Wow, everybody, welcome back. Ten Ways to Happiness right here on the Dr. Pat Show. My very special guest, Dr. Marty Horowitz, joining us. The book, as I said before, is available everywhere, A Course in Happiness. It's not just another one of these self-help books you're going to pick up and read happy stories. It's a book that will actually take you on a journey so that you can create and sustain happiness in your life. We have gone down to 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and 4, and we are now ready to talk about three. two and one dr marnie thank you for joining us here today you're welcome all right tell us about number three
2: well i call that embrace your soul and spirit Mm. i kind of struggled on what words to use for that yeah and selected soul and spirit because um even if a person is not religious there still are matters of uh, states of grace
1: Mm -hmm. uh
2: that they they can experience and um uh, people without that can uh, enter patches of life that are rather arid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, for a majority of people, uh, organized religion serves uh, to provide these occasions, whether mm-hmm. uh, Sunday morning or Saturday morning um, um, or uh, any other kind of uh, 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 prayer. Mm-hmm. The obstacle to this is that religion uh, can, for some people, be detrimental and an obstacle. Not a very popular idea. But I mean such instances where a person uh, has uh, entered adult life with the proposition that if they do certain religious rituals, they will then be protected from illness, death, and calamity. Um, it, it not not have the afterlife of, mm-hmm. of, of reward, which makes them feel happy as they go through calamity, but um... Uh, that they won't have any calamities. And then they have a calamity, because that's the human predicament. And they, then uh, they may lose a very valuable source of um, equilibrium
1: because
2: mm-hmm. they feel that um, their beliefs betrayed them or their pastor or minister or priest or rabbi betrayed them yep. or God betrayed them.
0: Yeah, it's a broken promise. It's
2: a broken promise. Yeah, And, and now they... Even feel very bitter or empty, want revenge, and, and they do, no longer go to pray with the people they were getting a lot of benefit from praying with.
0: Well, we've often heard how we get angry at God. Period.
2: Yeah. So the um, uh, in, in in longer detail in this section of the book, uh, and earlier in the in the chapter preceding it on hammer blows that people experience. It's how, it's how to regain a mm-hmm. connection.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's so important. It is so important to regain that connection. I mean, I, and, you know, I shared with you a little bit during the break. I mean, I was very connected as a young child and then kind of got away and then got reconnected. Let's do number two.
2: Number two is to make efforts to change the world for the better. That's kind of connected to uh, the history of religion in that um All the um, prophets and testimonials and philosophers and uh, Eastern and Western um, uh, sources of wisdom really come up with um, that, if in doubt, make the person you're with happier. (laughs) Even if it's someone on an elevator and they don't know what floor they parked on. Mm. And if you tell them what floor they parked on and they thank you, that is a reflecting back that gives a positive feeling.
0: Boy, it's so important that we take moments to do that. It really is. Yeah. I mean, even a smile changes can change someone's life. Yeah, it really can. Um, do you find that that is difficult for people to do when they're down and out?
2: Yes, because uh, the obstacle to, to uh, changing the world for the better is having a sense of grievance and entitlement that once carried into adult life from childhood.
1: Okay. Huh.
2: So that's why all the earlier chapters on uh, uh, sorting that one out. So what I mean is um, some people, I'm oversimplifying, of course, but there, there's are stories in the book about it. Uh, some people have had parents who are far less than desirable may have abused them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Neglected exactly. Them, or neglected them.
2: Exactly. had explosive states. Where they were sometimes okay and sometimes, uh, full of rage.
0: Yeah. And we have our anger that comes and floats to the, t- to the top, really. Right. I mean, everything from road rage to, uh, comments and sarcasm and, you know, you name it, it shows up. You know, have we gotten into sort of this culture where we can't even recognize some of the behaviors you and I are talking about, right? That really point to this, this <clears throat> particular, um, Path to happiness here on number two.
2: Yes, I, th- I think um, um, we e- even in advertisements on commercial. Uh, take a commercial for a really uh, expensive and very fast sports car. Yep. Uh, the commercial so- shows you driving at about one hundred and twenty miles an hour. I and- know. <laughs> and you may then feel you're entitled to do that on the road. You're not. You're. I mean, you. Not only you're not entitled. But because uh, you're a danger, but uh, you're not going to be able to anyway because the traffic's too great. So uh, if you think that um, you're going to be happy buying um, um, th- this very exotic and expensive car, car <laughs> you're, you're just setting up your uh, a pathway to either self-destruction or dissatisfaction.
0: Oh, losing your license, and then you're in a pickle. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, but you know what? It's really kind of interesting, because that is why you buy those cars, or anything else for that matter. It's a certain expectation you have that, you know, certainly kind of pads the ego. Now for the drum roll, numero uno, Dr. Marty. What is number one?
2: The greatest source of, um, I think, contentment for most people, if they can get there, Yep. to enjoy the flow of generations.
0: What does that mean exactly?
2: That means knowing what your roots were Yeah. and, and knowing what the uh, future generations have for them. So if you're taking care of the environment so that there might be a, a safe environment for children in the future, mm-hmm. that can be a great source of contentment. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> a cousin of mine who lives in another country who I hadn't seen for 30 years, came and <clears throat> brought a picture of uh, our shared grandparents. Yeah. And um, and, and uh, just uh, sharing that, that legacy, a little bit like that, uh, do you remember that TV series, Roots?
0: Oh, yeah, I do.
2: <clears throat> that, that really did a lot for people uh, around the world
0: mm-hmm.
2: because it, it gave a sense of history. We have that in uh, Washington, D.C. I mean, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson,
0: uh, exactly. George
2: Washington, all right. the monuments and stuff.
0: Right. We're reminded of that daily.
2: We're reminded of it. We're reminding of, about what the country stands for mm-hmm. and, and uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of justice. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the um, that flow, that, you know, people fought for that um, in World War II um, and made, made a safer world framework, and we're still working on it, and yep. uh, then maybe some children are going to enjoy that. What I mean is most of us enjoy our own families, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but not everyone has a family that they can enjoy, and not everyone has a family, and certainly not everyone has children. And all children are not grateful. So that um, it's, it's getting a larger sense of the unity of, of, of humanity and. And with the world and with animals, too, that it's uh, a bringing of kindness and compassion into a world that otherwise is just too brutal.
0: Boy, I'll tell you, once you get there, you certainly do know you have arrived, don't you think? Yes. Wow. Dr. Marty, this has been such a great conversation with you. Um, I love the work that you're doing. I love the approach that you're taking you know, about this and, uh, you know, it's, it's important that we kind of remove the Pollyanna approach to happiness and know that there are some things we can learn and some things we can do. And you really laid this out brilliantly. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wow. Again, the, uh, the book is available, of course, and happiness is available just about everywhere. Dr. Marty uh, Horowitz joining us here today on the show. Uh, thank you again for joining us. And, wow, much success with the book and your own journey.
2: Okay, to you too, Pat.
0: You bet. What a great conversation. And for those of you out there that have been trying to figure out the whole happiness thing, there is a way to look at it that's perhaps different than you've done before. And you'll be guided through the journey. If for nothing else today, if for no other reason, you heard something, one of the ten ways that you can embrace, step into it, embrace it, try it on, and you'll put a smile on your face and someone around you. We'll see you next time, everyone.
1: Let's go.